This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today, Lindsay's in the studio. Hi, guys. What's going on? Guys, that's sexist. There's women that listen, too. I say hi, guys, all the time. So if you think that's sexist, I'm not the person for you. Man, polarizing, just like that. <laughs> Much like our topic of conversation today, which is going to be lessons from the bathroom. Oh, man. I knew this was coming today. Actually, I was the one that mentioned it while we were laying on the bathroom floor. It's not dirty in the thing, like in the sense that you think it was going to be dirty. But we were laying on the bathroom floor <laughs> last night. That's not true. This is super dirty. <laughs> no, not in like not in like the hot, sexy dirty. It's just plain dirty. <laughs> There's a lot of truth in that statement. So, man, I, I don't even know where to start this. Oh, one. We're, how we're, do you even get into this? We're gonna we're, we'll peel back these layers, but we're we're coming to you on the Monday after Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. Had That's a good a, little Easter weekend with the fam. Yeah, it was great. Time with Gianna. Mm-hmm. hiding Easter eggs. Very interesting. She's nine now, so she knows there's no Easter bunny. Really the first year of complete acceptance of that, but then she still asked us to make sure that we, as the Easter bunny, <laughs> hide these plastic eggs all over our house in difficult ways so she can't find them. Yes, they have to be hidden very, you know, very hard. Very hard to find, so we did that. She found all 24 of them, 25? Yep, we had 20, 24 eggs, stuffed them with candy. Now, I didn't get candy stuffed eggs when I was little, I hid real eggs, or my parents hid the Easter bunny, hid real eggs that my brother and I had colored. So, like, hiding candy eggs was strange for me. But then you said that you got money in yours. Well, time out. As as your parents hid real eggs, there's a chance. I mean, I'm not a scientist, but if you miss an egg somewhere. Oh, for sure. We definitely had missed an egg, like, a year or two. We used to do combined Easters with my cousins. They were all, were all a year apart. Like, you know. 37, 36, 35, 34 is how old we are currently. And so we were very close. We did joint everything together as families. And my dad and my uncle would hide the eggs. And for sure, every year there was one or two of them that would be left over. And they wouldn't find them for like a week until they started to smell. That seems like an atrocious It was amazing, though. Like we had the best time. We would color them beforehand. And we'd color like Italians don't do anything small. So we'd color like 12 dozen eggs between the four kids. And then they'd all be hidden. And it was so cool to be like, I found this egg that, you know, I made. Or, Michael, you you found this egg. And it was just, it was like the best. I had great memories from that from childhood. Huh. Yeah, I didn't have any of those at all. <laughs> I mean, I don't even like coloring eggs now. Like, we, we laughingly, right, we colored eggs on Saturday. It's this big production where Lynn's like, we got to color eggs. My mom's coming over. Gianna's going to. And every year for the past at least three years, I said, look, time out. Gianna will color somewhere between four and eight eggs, give or take, plus or minus. And then just be completely burnt out on it. Like, this is not her thing. You're like, no, no, no. No, like, she's fine. She's going to color eggs. <laughs> now for the third year straight, she yeah. gets to the – today. this year might have been a little different. I think I saw eight or nine. Yeah, she almost did a dozen this year, I think. And she's like, okay, I'm done. And then she stands up from the table. <laughs> she washes off her hands. Goes and, to get her book. And she's just done. Like, yeah. there's no conversation. As Lindsay and your mother yeah. are left coloring eggs. Man, we live to color eggs in our family. I don't know why. Love it. I mean, I don't even with my digestive, I can't even call them issues, right? Just understanding now what yeah, eggs don't agree with you. Feel good. I stay away from eggs. So what? We now have four dozen eggs in our refrigerator that are hard boiled and colored. That I'm gonna have to pickle or something or do. You won't even eat them. I'm not gonna eat four dozen eggs. No, and then we go to Costa Rica next week. Like you're 100 percent gonna end up throwing away at least three dozen eggs. I feel super wasteful now. I ate uh, three for breakfast this morning. Good for you. Yeah, (laughs) it's great. 
we colored eggs, right? We we found plastic eggs. My plastic eggs had a combination of quarters, dimes, a couple dollar bills, and candy. See, I think that is so cool. I never thought about that with the money. I totally would do that for G, but time's up now. Time is up now. <laughs> then we went and had Easter brunch. Had Easter brunch with my great. family. Great little local, not local, right? It's a chain, but Brio. Yep. Good meal. Stuck to the stuck to my meal plan, which is good. Yeah. Feel good about that. And then. John eventually goes to her father's house. Lynn's and I are asking, "What you know? What do you want to do tonight?" <laughs> and then, it, then he hits me with it. Well, and we have some some in depth conversation about where we want to go and, and stresses that I feel about production and what that means and how supporting the family and getting looking for Lindsay to become clear on what it is that you want to do. Right is really what it comes down to. You have this like grumpabotomous look. I'm not grumpabotomous at all. I'm just listening. Well, I mean, that's part of – I'm not going to leave out part of our story. That was part of what we did on Sundays. We had that conversation. Yeah, but I love that you keep saying, like, you got to figure out what you want to do. I've been coaching for a while. That is what I'm doing. That is what I like to do. That is what I will continue to do. I don't ever want to be the one to push you into that corner because it's what I love to do. But when have you ever known me to back down from something that I want because of something that you want? Pretty much never. Potentially. I am not built that way. That's fair. That's fair, right? But we've discussed, you know, getting back into vet med, doing more stuff with horses, right? There's just things that yeah. Well, those are things that I enjoy and that I like to do. I never made horses part of my veterinary career because horses are joy for me, and veterinary medicine is work, and I never wanted to combine the two. So to work in the medical field with horses would literally steal my joy away from the whole equine sport in general so that is that is something that I love to do and I I will always do and as far as the vet med side goes I can dabble in and pick up some shifts here and there in hospitals and and get my fix on that but I am truly doing what I love to do which is help people and the feedback that I get from clients is amazing to see them grow it's not even about oh yeah I did this it's holy cow this person is really coming into their own and look how amazing things are for them, like I'm, I'm super pumped for them. It's the best feeling ever. So what email address would you like people to email you at if they are interested in working with you versus working with me? Yeah, Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y at lifeoptimizationgroup.com. Just that easy, doesn't matter to me, right? If what Lindsay speaks about and her cadence and inflection and just who she is, connects with you more, 100% reach out to her and talk about what's possible. I'm open. We have that conversation. We get clear on where she wants to go, maybe how she's going to build and get there. And then I look at her and I say, you know what? I just, I believe you to be full of shit, basically. <laughs> but so am I. Right? But not, not in the metaphorical way and the actual physical way that happens when we consume food and we don't pass things all the way through. And There's so, a lot of talk about poop in our house. There has been. A lot of talk about poop. There is. (laughs) And so I come up with a bright idea, right, that we should both do coffee enemas together. Jesus. On our our bathroom floor. (laughs) And Lindsay has had an adverse reaction to coffee slash caffeine. If you've been listening for quite some time, you realize that she's had, I can't really call them heart issues, just irregularities, right? She's, I won't speak for you, but there's been. Yeah, I've just had some weird hormonal imbalances that correlate with foods I eat or the birth control pill I was taking and all kinds of stuff that messed with my heart. So I would get heart palpitations and I cut out caffeine back in August of 2018 
and I will have a cup of coffee, but it'll be decaf, which has been the worst thing for me because I love coffee. I love it and I miss it desperately, but my body says absolutely not to caffeine. I will instantly have heart palpitations and that doesn't make me feel good. So it's just not happening. So she's cut out caffeine and I bring up a coffee enema, which now I have already done twice. Mm -hmm. This is not like we're not going out and joint hand in hand, skipping through the, through the forest to grab our enema kits together. Right. We already have one in the house. (laughs) Yeah. He ordered, I see on the Amazon cart, it come up with an enema kit and then it comes to the front door and it's not even wrapped in an Amazon package box. It literally says on the box, enema kit i'm like what in the fucking it's it's sitting in our front door just you know neighbors to see enema kit big black letters on a white box yeah (laughs) they should do it too if you're listening you should do a coffee enema i'm gonna get into why yeah but so we talk about it Lindsay goes into instantly well look i can't have caffeine and it's it's bad for me and i get it right yeah and i mean you're you're putting coffee rectally which it absorbs through your intestinal lining, right? Which he's telling me, no, this isn't true. I have no experience with coffee enemas. I do know that I have heard of drug addicts and alcoholics and people putting things up their rectum to absorb more quickly into their system. And so my instant thing was, oh my gosh, I can't have that much caffeine. Like my heart palpitations will be out of control and I will be very sick. No, thank you. Yeah, I just can't help but say rectum damn near killed him. I don't remember what movie that's from. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have no idea what that, but you keep saying rectum and it's just like, it's coming to my mind. So I'm going to share that. That's the medical side of me. And then you just say rectum. <laughs> yeah, of course. So Lindsay does her research. And I said, look, past two days, I've done one in both mornings. I haven't had any stimulants really of any sort of magnitude. Certainly no coffee in the past 21 days based off the detox. I don't have some jolt of energy. I'm not all hyper. I don't believe that to be, I'm not disputing the science that you could in fact, have caffeine enter your system based off your intestines, rectum. Yeah. But it, it doesn't seem to be affecting me the same way. Right. And so you do research and you're little like, it's 50-50 online. It is 50-50 online and it depends on the person and how much volume and how much coffee versus water and the whole deal, right? And it, you know, absorption in the large intestine versus small intestine, you're, of course, filling up your large intestine and not your small intestine. So where is the barrier there? I mean, it just... You could get into a whole gamut of it. But he's also, just caveat, side note, he's also suggesting this at 8.30 at nighttime. And I'm thinking, shit, if I, if I do get hyped up like I've had six cups of coffee, not only will I not feel well, but then we won't be able to go to bed. That's correct. I want to make sure I set the right frame. This is not to dispel what you just said. We take... You take Gianna to her father's house around 6 p.m. You come home. We have our conversation. Yeah. It's about 7. We're, we're having this part of our conversation. We then table it, right? I'm not going to press you into it. Yeah. I want to do it together. It just we feels like dinner. a fun thing. We make a dinner of we found some at Trader Joe's. If you have Trader Joe's. No, Fresh Time. Oh, yeah, Fresh Time. Fresh Time. If, if fresh Time. Uh, T-H-Y-M-E, I think yeah. is how it's time. We found the most incredible wild-caught shrimp that come with taco seasoning to make shrimp tacos. Yeah, and I've like, been like yeah. obsessed with these things. Now. <laughs> We've had Baja shrimp tacos for like four nights out of the last week. I mean, they're healthy. They're <laughs> fresh. It makes me feel good. I've been on this detox protocol from, from Taylor Sappington, and it's, it's a little change the way that I feel. And so I like eating this way. So mm-hmm. we cook probably four pounds of shrimp. Oh, yeah. We're definitely having it for dinner again tonight. 
uh, without a doubt might have to have some red meat tonight we got that package of oh we beef have we have to beef cook. yep you know this is this is welcome to our life folks we we eat very clean and we have staples in our house all the time but you know our, our random discussion of what we're gonna have for dinner <laughs> of course I just feel better than I've ever felt before I have yeah. more energy I'm more consistent my mental clarity is at an all-time high like I can't recommend enough quality things about going down that path mm-hmm. but we cook the shrimp we have the shrimp we're, we're doing all that then on Sundays our, our guilty pleasure has been billions yeah and Game of Thrones for me he won't get into it I don't understand him one bit. He's like one of the small percentage of people that have, has never seen Game of Thrones. Yeah, I don't it's care. It's a little bit, like 0%. So that's we, like my guilty pleasure. We watch Billions for 45 minutes, or I think that's about how long an episode is. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> Get done with that, I have to send a couple emails out for commitments that I've made to myself and the people around me, uh, itemizing what I'd like to see happen over the next week or, or further. And all of a sudden, I look up, and it's 10, (laughs) give or take, 10 o'clock. Now, I have had four tablespoons of coffee in my French press, our French press, as well as four cups of water that have now been, I don't know, steeping? What's it called? Like, the the water's been in the French press in in the coffee. Yeah, I think it's steeping. I don't know. That's for tea, for sure. I don't know. Whatever. It's been in there for at least 30 minutes, maybe 45 Said, sweetheart, I'm done. We can go to bed whenever you want to. She's like, great, let's go. So, but we, we got to do the enema first. She goes, no, 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 let, let's just put that on the side. We'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> like it's 10.30 almost. I said, a commitment is a commitment. Oh. Right? We committed to this. We are in it. She's like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do it. I said, cool, but like we're doing this. I said, can we do it tomorrow morning? Because we'll put the coffee in the fridge. We'll heat it up a little in the morning. It's 10.30. <laughs> we get up early. If this is going to jack me up, I'm going to be up till like 4 a.m. I'm not having it. So what ends up happening, we <laughs> French press the coffee. We pour all four cups into the enema bucket. I four, pour then four cups of cold water in the enema bucket with the tube attached to it. We shut off the lights in our downstairs, you know, common area, if you will, and we head upstairs to our bedroom. Enema kit in hand. I'm washing my face brushing my teeth and as soon as I pick my face up from the water and dry my face off with a towel I look down and this guy has the end of a bucket sitting on our sink and two like body pillows with little head pillows at the top laying on our bathroom floor just you know side by side laying so that we could both lay down I can't believe I'm having this conversation right now you have to be comfortable I mean, our, our bathroom floor is tile. How could you not be comfortable yeah. while you're you know, very induce, thoughtful of you, sweetheart. inducing an enema? Even in the moment, your face is, you know, wash and you're prepared for bed. And like, I don't want to do this. It's like, look, <laughs> we got this We got this stuff going on right now. I set this up for you. Sit down. <laughs> it's time. And so I put on some music, right? I put on Marconi Union, weightless, yeah. which is, uh, you know, something to, to really de- decrease heart rate. If you haven't listened to Marconi Union, whether you Google, Spotify, I don't care how you listen to music, it is like the most peaceful. Oh, it's so nice. Incredible soundtrack. No words. Just do some research on Marconi Union. M-A-R-C-O-N-I yeah. Union. And then weightless number one, like the number physical one. Yeah. If you've ever done a float spa, uh, True Rest is who we have here. Mm-hmm. This is the music they play when you are first getting into your pod and then to wake you up from your float. They do. And we did not know that. It just happened to be that I was doing research on different musics to elicit different mental states for 
whether it would be calming yourself down or giving yourself energy or going down a different path during a psychedelic experience, Marconi Union kept coming up. So Mm -hmm. put those dots together. So I end up convincing my wife to lay down. (laughs) And she's curious, right? Because every time she's come in the bathroom for the past two days, she sees me laying on my back. My feet are propped up on the sink, (laughs) right? There's no tube going anywhere. I've already had uh, the the coffee (laughs) ingested, right, rectally. And she just sees me like relaxing. People, this is like a, a totally different type of, of connection and intimacy for a couple. When you walk in the bathroom and you see your six foot two, 260 pound husband laying on the floor on a pillow with his pants halfway his thighs, his ass hanging out and his, his feet on the top of the. My junk's covered. It's just halfway down on the back. I mean, I don't care about your junk. I've seen it for years now. Fair. <laughs> When his feet are like propped up on our on our bathroom sink and his pants are halfway down his legs, his he's ass out and he's laying there, shirt on still, so just ass out, <laughs> shirt on, and he's reading a book or scrolling on his phone or something, or sometimes he's just, just chilling there. When you come in and you see that, it's just like a whole nother level. I walked in the first time, I'm like, what in the fuck? I just lost my shit, just started laughing at you. It was it was equally Charming and disturbing at the same time. At least you didn't walk in with something inserted where the sun doesn't <laughs> shine. But we, we end up getting to that, right? She sit, sets her feet up on the counter. She's like, what do I do? And I'm like, no, no, no. That, I mean, I know how an enema works, but it's just like, oh, It's man. different when you're inducing it yourself in a yeah. non-medical setting. And I'm like, no, well, you can do it any way you want to. But I like to lay on my side and like <laughs> – that's how it starts, right? I'm laying on, on my left or right side. I, I lube up the little tube thing, and I, I put it where it needs to go. Yeah. And so instruct Lindsay down the same path. And as she starts down that part of <laughs> part of the journey, she's like, do I have it in far enough? I'm like, I don't know if it's in far enough. What do I, where do I push it to? And so I'm standing above her, right? Cause I, because the enema bucket has two servings, if you will, in it, I have to help, like, He's got to make sure I don't get 12 cups of coffee in my butt. Yeah, we want to make sure that it's an equal distribution for the both of us. (laughs) And so I'm standing, Lindsay would be laying down. I'm standing against her, what I'll say, left shoulder, kind of in between the sink and and her. Yeah, it's like that time where, ladies, if you've ever had a baby and your husband's been in the room, you're like, you stay up at my face. Stay up at my face. You don't go down to the end until the baby's out. Just stay up at my face. He's... It's the same thing. I'm telling him, like, just stay here. I got it. Like, <laughs> But she doesn't have it. She has no idea what she's doing. And now with two sessions under my belt, I feel like a seasoned professional. So I'm looking back there and I'm like, I can't tell, right? Because there's different plastic pieces that go in. And I'm like, I, 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 I don't know. So I'm like, I, I, I got to go down and investigate. Oh so I, I tip my head over and I'm looking down there. And I'm like, yeah, you're, you're pretty good. Side note. <laughs> it just is what it is. Side note, it's also that awesome time of the month for me. So not only do I have something stuck up my butt, but I also have a string hanging out of the other favorite hole of his. <laughs> this is what pure love is. If you're curious, if your relationship is solid and can Jesus. stand the test of time, if you haven't done an enema with your wife while she's on her period, I would question if you actually love her or not. And so... The tube is in the right spot. They got a string hanging out. She's she's laying on her side. She's laughing much as she is now. And I'm controlling the the release valve. I am dying. And I'm trying not to laugh because I don't want everything to spray everywhere. I mean, it's just like, it's just the most asinine comical nonsense ever. But I love you for it. Well, I am certainly, if she loses 
rectal control, I am in what I would call the blast zone. <laughs> I am going to become, uh, you know, fecally sprayed, to say it politely. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm gauging, like I'm looking, I'm standing above her, I'm looking in the bucket, and I'm seeing the coffee level drop as I'm opening and closing the valve. And we get to the point where it, presumptively half of the half of the solution is in you. Yeah. And then say, okay, it's, it stops. So I shut off the valve. Right. You yeah. you remove the tube. Yeah, I remove the tube, and honestly, like it's it's not that bad. It's not. I've, you know, I've had a colonoscopy in my life before, so it's much the same thing, right? When you take all the the solution to clean you out, and the enemas to clean you out, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's just it's warm, which is nice, right? You don't want super hot or super cold water going up in there, and so I get a book and lay down and set a timer for fifteen minutes. So once she removes the tube from her backside, right, she hands it to me. And what would the – think of yourself right now. <laughs> You're with your partner. You can't see what's going on down there. You pull your own tube out, but you hand it to your partner. Yeah. Just take it, honey. The first logical question is, is there poop on the tube? <laughs> like it's a curiosity. Like is there, is, there, is there poop on the tube? And fortunately for both of us, that answer was no. There was nothing yeah. on that tube. So you still wash it and disinfect it and oh, do all that stuff? Oh, yeah. She gives it to me. I clean it up. I disinfect it. I then lay down next to her. I move the <laughs> enema bucket. Right? We have a, a his and hers, a Jack and Jill, whatever it's called, sink. Move it down to the other side. I then lay on the ground as she's on her back. Feet are now up in the same position that she's seen my feet in so often. Yeah, ass out, the whole deal. She is reading Shit the Moon Said, the Gerard Powell book. That's right. Right, for The founder of Rhythmia, where we're going this weekend. And then I decide, of course, it's it's my turn. This is now round two in the same day, right? I yeah, did one in the morning. Yeah, you did it yesterday morning. Like, let's just go for two. Because as I did research on the Gershon method, who is the founder or kind of like the one that's credited with maybe some of the research and science behind this. Yeah. I found that in clinical settings for treatment of cancer and internal ailments, right, candida and a whole bunch of stuff internally, five to six times a day is completely acceptable. Like, I can't imagine that. I mean... We'll get that. Yeah, I don't know if I can imagine it or not. But the second go around, I'm laying next to her, do the same thing. But I might have misjudged how much half was because I'm sitting there for what feels like six minutes <laughs> and it just doesn't stop coming in. And I'm like, is this even working? Like, I can see, the tube is transparent. So you can see the coffee. The coffee. I'll call it solution, right? Because it's, it's coffee, but it's watered down. And I can see it's, it should be draining into me. And, there's just no end in sight. And it's I'm like, not moving. What is going on? Because there's no air bubbles or anything, right? There's yeah. And I'm saying, honey, I, I cannot get up and check it for you because if I sit up, I'm I'm not sure what's happening if I sit up. And then if I try to move around to try to see what's going on on your side, it could be all bad for everybody. So. And as I'm laying there and she's saying that, I can hear her stomach now making noises. Like yes. I can hear the process and the solution taking effect inside of you. And I'm like, no, 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 you're good. Just lay there. <laughs> Don't move. Don't move. <laughs> So I now, again, of course, seasoned professional, three, this is my third time under my belt. Of course. Expert level. (laughs) If you need any assistance on this, just reach out to me. I've done this so many times, I've got you. Assuming you've done it none and then I'm three times ahead of you. Right. I would certainly know more than you. Kidding. I lean up with the tube still inserted where you can only imagine to see that the coffee has truly drained out. And we're just to the point now in the bucket where there's nothing else that's going to flow. And so I realize I'm at my stoppage point, lay back down, wait a second, remove the tube, 
pinch off the little clamp thing, reverse order, pinch off the clamp yeah. and remove the tube. There's nothing on my end of the tube either, right? It's, <laughs> I think it's normal for all of us to look and just question it. I'm able to stand up, put the whole solution, put everything in the sink. Lindsay looks at me with bewilderment as... He was like, I've got so much control. I'm so, like, I've got this. Like, oh, oh rectal control is a real thing. The Kegels, <laughs> come on. We, I have a whole episode that comes out about that. If you oh, have, good. You'll hear that at some point in these next few days. And then we proceed to sit there, me with my phone down. Actually, my phone is on the charger, on the sink, as we're listening to Marconi Union, laying on pillows on our bathroom floor, with our feet both propped up on our counter with our rear ends out, <laughs> letting this coffee enema solution take effect. Yep. And so then he looks at me and he's like, how much time do you have? And I said, I think I have about five minutes left. And he's like, why don't you bring your knees to your chest and start rocking back and forth? I looked at him and I went, you got to be kidding me. You are nuts. One of two things happens there. Yeah. First first part, you feel a little things loosen up even more. You feel like the solution's getting in a different part of your body. It's this really incredibly liberating feeling. The second variable that could happen as you bring your knees to your chest, you lose control of your rectum, and now you have a vertical spray of whatever <laughs> would come out, blasting anything that's in front of you in really what would have to be a five to ten foot radius because there's a lot of back pressure that happens. Yep. Very fortunately for us. That it was happen. it was number one. <laughs> I mean, it was number two, but it was not <laughs> number one as it pertains to this conversation. Yes. The 15 minutes ends. Preferred protocol, somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes from the research I've been able to do. We have one toilet in our master bedroom. Mm-hmm. Lindsay is private in this section of her life, so she typically goes into our you know, guest suite, guest area, whatever. Yep. Our, we'll call it the public bathroom inside of <laughs> our house on the second floor, the one everybody else would use. And so she stands up. I'm like, you, you can go into ours. Uh-uh. She's like, I don't, I, don't, I don't want you hearing this. Now, I've been with my wife for five years. Yep. Right, give or take. I don't know that I have ever heard her using the restroom in a number two fashion. Nope. Well, is, never either. Which is phenomenally interesting to me. Uh-uh. So, so as she leaves, she's realizing how difficult it is while you're walking. <laughs> walking. I'm walking like a freaking penguin, like just real fast. <laughs> oh, legs close together. You don't want to take long strides because you don't know what's going to start running down your legs. There's a lot. I mean, think of this. You now have four cups. Yeah. Because you have two cups of coffee and two cups of water if we you know, bifurcated this solution mm-hmm. where there was eight cups total. We both have four inside of us. And she's waddling down our little hallway. And I'm laying there <laughs> laughing, but also sitting in silence because I'm hoping to hear as she sits down on the toilet, I'm like there's a distinctive sound that comes out <laughs> of me when I sit down. Because again, imagine you have four cups of additional liquid in you and when you sit down and release that all right we'll call it relieve yourself it all comes out very rapidly there's a very rapid oh, yeah. well because release. your body is like digesting and absorbing it and moving the fluid around and so there's just like it wants out it does want out and thankfully or regretfully from whatever side of the fence you're playing on i could not hear Lindsay. that's right getting rid of what she had to get rid of nope i wait a handful more minutes i stand up I go ahead and relieve myself. Feels like all hell's breaking loose in, in, in our in our master bathroom. We then then wrap up our evening, you know, get into bed, have a quick conversation, and call it a night. We're laughing, of course, throughout this whole thing. But explain number one: Did the caffeine affect you as you went to bed? It did not. Not at all. How much lighter, right, more clean did you feel? 
I felt, I mean, I felt quite a significant difference in my abdomen, just less bloating and inflammation. Now I'm, I'm cycling right now, right? This is not a good time of the month for me. So I'm already bloated. I already have cramps. I'm already like a little puffier than I normally would be, but I had like ab veins when we were done. And so there's some really crazy things that happen from a coffee enema. The most impactful, the largest, the thing that I believe would be the reason to consider doing this is the 500 to 700% increase in glutathione production inside your own body. Yes. And glutathione, in case you're not familiar with that term, is basically your body's master antioxidant. Which I didn't realize that it had produced and released that much until I started reading about it looking for the caffeine effects. I, did, I mean, I, I was very surprised that I did not – I drink decaf coffee, and we all know that there is some caffeine in decaf coffee, obviously not nearly as much as a regular cup of coffee. And I didn't even feel that same kind of effect as when I have a decaf cup of coffee. Like, I felt fine. We went right to bed. It wasn't – I mean, lapsed time of – 20 minutes by the time we chit-chatted and snuggled and all that. And in addition to glutathione, right, you're going to get a increased efficiency in bile production. You get rid of all the old toxins, right? We touch base on a potential um, removal of candida overgrowth from that part of your body. There's a number of different intrinsic benefits that come from something as simple as literally ingesting coffee a different way. Mm-hmm. This is something that to me now becomes a consistent part of my routine. Yeah, I think we're adding it to the list. Number one, it's incredibly humorous to be able to do this with my wife side <laughs> by side, rear end out on the bathroom floor, on the pillows. Our bo- they're throw pillows from our bed. Like they're the ornamental, yeah. like, I would call them fancy pillows, the ones that you know you sit on the bed that I have no freaking clue why they're there. Nobody actually uses them. No, but she insists on having them on the bed, and then we take them off and put them next to the bed every night. Yeah. And then we gotta put, they just like, look nice. Whatever. They're, it makes you happy. I'm, yeah. I'm just making sure that we're clear on what this is. <laughs> yeah, like, we're, the, we're not going to sleep on these pillows. But I I mean, I wash everything in our bed once a week anyway. No, but we are now laying on them ass out on the bathroom floor. That's true. I mean, I wash them once a week, but they just sit on the floor. Nobody uses them. And so we're able to bond through the experience, but also both find the health benefits, increase energy production, increase antioxidant capacity, right? There's, the list goes on and on, and there's endless numbers of different ways to do enemas. Right? Yeah, That's, we joked yesterday we're going to live till 100 because we do all the things the quote-unquote right way for your body. Yes, I've spent a lot of time, me personally, over the past month, month and a half of trying to dial in I won't even say try, of testing and dialing in the variables of my own body to what works for me. That would be the thing I want to encourage you as you are listening to this episode or anything that I share. I know 100% with no shadow of a doubt what works for me and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. I'm able to share what I know based off what I know works for me and what doesn't. You will, I don't care what health practitioner you deal with, I don't care what diet guru, I don't care what gym or fitness enthusiast, I don't care what book you read. You're kidding yourself if you think you're going to have a one-size-fits-all solution to any problem in your life when it pertains to certainly your body, let alone all the other pieces and parts. Right? There's some. There's just too many things to take into consideration before you're able to say like, "This is what works." Mm -hmm. 
Like for me personally, I know I'm an O positive blood type. I know I had massive courses of antibiotics from, you know, infections and things I've had over, <clears throat> over the past few years. I've spoken about multitude of times. I know that my gut was all misaligned. I know that I would have inconsistent bowel movements, like massive inflammation. And I know all that's gone and my energy's increased. And it's certainly not just from a coffee enema, right? It's No, I mean, that's just tweaks and stuff that have been made to our lifestyle for a long time. Yeah, I mean, you start really getting into meditation and processing stress daily, weekly, minutely, hourly. You get into red light therapy. You get into meditation. You get into getting rid of toxic chemicals in our house and toxic chemicals we put in our body. Mm -hmm. You get then into what do I need to fuel myself to optimize myself, knowing that my body doesn't like carbohydrates that much, like staying away from carbs for the most part, staying away from milk, dairy, cheese, eggs, like staying away from chicken. There's just things for me that like I have this window where laughingly is we're at <laughs> Thanksgiving brunch. Lindsay's mother looks across the table. Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. Easter. Easter, Easter brunch. She looks across the table for me and says, is there anything here you can eat? And she's not being judgmental by yeah. that. That's an, she knows he's been doing a detox. Like There's this question of quote unquote, am I on a diet? Well, at this point, I can't look at this as a diet for me. This is the way that I need to eat to live. Mm -hmm. Right. To maximize my energy, to maximize my efficiency, to feel the best I can every day. So I can find something everywhere. I eat a bunch of greens, try to eat every color of the rainbow. I eat a vegan type based lunch, maybe additional smoothie midday, jump into some sort of meat source in the evening, prefer red meat, going to maneuver some stuff around, see what works. But I still am able to eat in between 3,500 and 4,500 calories a day. Mm -hmm that all come from the earth, like I can pick it, I can pull it, or I can kill it, is really what I'm eating. We have almost no processed foods no. at all. And not saying this is the way that you quote unquote have to live. I just feel better. Like we brought the Easter candy in our house because of Gianna and <clears throat> I had a couple pieces that fell on the floor like those little chocolate eggs and I instantly was like, ugh, I don't, I feel like crap because I haven't had any of that. Yes, and there's this, I will, I don't know how to say this. Bear with me as I climb up onto my soapbox right now. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I need to step onto it. I need to acknowledge that before I begin to speak. If you don't like your, the way your body feels, if you don't like the way your body looks, if you don't like the way your body performs, fucking do something about it. You have to commit. Like, not commit when it's comfortable, not commit when you want to, not commit occasionally. Like, commitment can't ever really end. We all give ourselves these little hall passes. Well, it's Easter, so I think I get to have some chocolate. You can have chocolate, but life is cause and effect. Like, I know what milk chocolate does to my system. I had one, one total jelly bean. One, I could have had, we have a bunch of candy in the house for Gianna. I could have as much candy as I want to. There's a part of me that might enjoy candy. I don't have candy because the commitment that I've made to myself is way greater than the momentary piece of lift that I get from having a piece of candy. Right. 
But that's because you have also broken the cycle of addiction to those types of foods. And I think that's where a lot of people falter is they cannot. You have the motivation to start. Motivation does not get you anywhere because motivation goes away very quickly. It's the commitment to yourself that has to, and the discipline that has to keep you going. So when you are trying to get off of processed foods and sugar and your body is like, nope, I need it, I need it, I need it, you're not going to be all motivated and yeehaw, let's go on the second week, right? You're going to be strung out and I want cake and candy and sugar or chips or whatever it might be. It's the commitment and the discipline that gets you over the hump. Certainly, it's the understanding of why you lack the ability to actually commit, right? There's a reason for that. You've probably broken a whole bunch of promises to yourself along the way. And that becomes really ridiculous to me. Like at some point, you're letting past decisions dictate future outcomes. Mm-hmm. I had a call with a client right before <clears throat> we recorded this podcast, and I, I brought up this example. It came to me out of nowhere. I'll tell you, set a goal for yourself, a commitment. I'm going to eat clean. I'm going to eat clean until I achieve this certain desired result. And then something happens. We'll say Easter, and you break the commitment to yourself. Right? It's Easter lunch. You end up having a piece of cake or a piece of pie or you don't eat like you want to. You fell off the wagon, if you will. We've all been there before. That stuff happens. But then you start to justify why at dinner time you might as well just continue because you're going to start on Monday. And then Monday comes right. and you're like, well, you know, I messed up so I feel guilty. I'm going to get back on the wagon. You're good Monday morning for breakfast or whatever that meal ends up being for you. But by lunchtime, you it's recalibrated your entire belief system so you slip off a little bit again. And before you know it, you're off the wagon. I want to equate this to cars because cars are easy for me. And I believe in metaphors and visualization to help us connect things at a deeper level. I've had one flat tire in my life. It was in Lindsay's car. Oh, yeah. We were driving downtown to be a part of a photo shoot for an engagement session. I'm in a three-piece suit. We are all made up. Driving down a local highway. All of a sudden, the low tire pressure warning comes on. I feel the car start to pull to the right. I'm like, man, we have a flat tire and we are nowhere near our destination. Very rapidly, the tire goes from kind of losing air to flat. Mm-hmm. I pull off the side of the road. I get out. I walk around the back of the car. I look sure as can be the back passenger tire is flat, like destroyed, flat, shredded. I have two options in that moment. I can crawl around in the back of the car, three-piece suit on and all, pull out the spare tire, change the tire, jack up the car, change the tire, replace it, and continue on our journey. Or I can take my tie off, put it in the gas cap, wait till the tie gets filled with gas, light the tie on fire, and we can just walk away from the car, right? It would explode and burn. When I say that out loud, it sounds pretty foolish, right? Like, (laughs) what what, what do you mean? You take off your tie and you put in the gas cap, and no one would do that. Well, no shit, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't burn the whole car to the ground because you have a spare tire. And sure, I might be able to change a spare tire in 30 minutes where maybe if Lindsay was alone, it would have taken her an hour and a half. But you change a tire, you get back on your way. If we look at an F1 team, right, Formula One racing, to change four tires on an F1 car during a pit stop is about a 10-second journey. Four total tires. All at once. It's, it happens quicker than most of us can process what just happened. Imagine your life when you fall off the wagon is just a a tire that's blown. You don't have to burn your whole car. 
Maybe you're like the F1 team and it takes 10 seconds. You realize a mistake happened. Shoot, I put it to the side. I change a tire. I'm back on the road. Maybe you're like me. It takes you 30 minutes. Cool. Maybe you're like my wife who hasn't changed a tire that like – change tires, whatever. She gave me a look. <laughs> we can assume the fact that based off my strength and physical appearance, I would probably be able to change a tire a little bit more rapidly than you would. Fair. Maybe it takes her an hour. None of us ended up burning the car. Stop burning your own car. When you make a commitment and something happens, accept that it happened, realize it happened, figure out why it happened, and then move past it. You need to start committing to yourself. You need to then understand why you break your commitments. You need to then hold your commitment long enough to make a change. It doesn't have to be all this crazy stuff that we do. No, we're extreme. There is a certainly a chance that many of you are curious about how to increase your ability to honor commitments to yourself. That is part of how we coach people. Mm-hmm. There is a specific psychological trigger or series of triggers that has happened and will happen in your life to keep you from being able to achieve the big-ass results you want. Part of what we do is we help you find that. We help you own the new path. We help you embody it. Then we help you scale your new life. Like It's a proven system of methodology. And Yes, this turns into a pitch, right? I'm going to step off my soapbox in a minute, but like all these things stack up on top of each other. The only thing that stands between you and the life you want is your level of commitment. And it start you have to commit to yourself. And some of us, like I was one of them, I needed to commit to other people to hold me accountable to my own damn commitments until I figured out why I stopped committing. Like there are plenty of times in my life where I said I would start something and not follow through with it. Mm-hmm. Do it until it got uncomfortable. That was a learned behavior, and the beautiful part about a learned behavior is you can unlearn it and learn a new one. You are not genetically programmed to fail. You're just not. You just accept the fact that it's happened before, so you think it's always going to keep happening. It's not. Doesn't have to. Email Lindsay or myself, or actually... By the time you listen to this, I have a 10-day challenge that's coming out. Oh, yes. That's right, because it'll come out Saturday. Yeah. that The 10-day challenge, the, the we'll call it the sales funnel. There's nothing salesy about this. What I'm doing is taking you through a 10-day commitment to give you the base level roadmap that will start to ensure and guarantee your success. There's two days of pre-training. There's 10 days of actual in-depth training. Like This is no BS. Don't sign up and think it's going to be something that's easy. It's all very simple. But if it was easy, you'd already be doing it, and you'd have the life on fire that you want. And it's like the entry point in. Also, if you've listened for a long time or a short period of time, I believe inherently we put zero value on free stuff. I could 100% give this to you for free. I'm not going to. If I don't charge you, you don't find value. So there's a small fee associated with it, 20 bucks. However, if you get to the end of the 10 days, really total of 12, two days of pre-training, i got to set you up for success, and you find no value and you did all the homework, you did everything required, email me and I'm going to give you 40 bucks back. I'm going to double your investment. I'm so committed. We are so committed to this damn process and I know that it works so well because it's worked in our household that all you have to do is jump. And instead of making this big commitment to one-on-one coaching or a big commitment to you know, coming to one of our events or a big commitment to all these things are so scary, You've spent more than 20 bucks in the past seven days on nonsense. 
And not yourself. Bullshit food, coffee, snacks, gum, stuff. The extra bags of things or the extra stuff at the grocery store. Like every one of you, every person listening, if you care, you can find the 20 bucks. You have nothing to lose. Hmm. There's no other investment in the world that I know that will double. It's a 200% guarantee. Sorry, give me a second. I'm getting my stool out so I can step off my stool box. <laughs> I was going to make sure it was coming out soon, honey. Yeah, I'm good. It just it, it kills me when I hear I can't or I stopped or I, I can't figure this out or I'm not able to. You don't understand. I've had chronic illness. I've had bullshit. Like I do understand how many years I've spent with an upset stomach. Like maybe it's not diagnosed as a quote-unquote chronic illness. We've been together five years. Oh, my gosh. You're you're – your digestive system is the most sensitive and fickle and messed up thing I have ever seen in a human that I have lived with and been around. Not the case anymore. Yeah. But in speaking with your parents, like it's been that way since you were born mm-hmm. and you just have been unique in that, in that way. But you have figured it out because you were committed to doing so. And with that level of commitment, I would encourage you to take action for yourself. Maybe it's a coffee enema. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's just listening to this podcast and doing something. I don't know what your commitments are, but honor them. Just like we honored ours last night when we said we were going to do coffee enemas together. And it got to be 1030. And it's way more comfortable to go to bed. It's way more enjoyable. It's way quicker. We get more sleep. But a commitment is a commitment, even if no one's watching. It's just that simple. And what happens, sweetheart, when you honor your commitments for a long period of time? You are able to get shit done.